Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to Marvin Lowe, our guest, senior global macro strategist at State Street. So, Marvin, I wanted to start off just about every guest uh, with a question, really just sort of remembrances about the queen. Uh, her, her reign spanned such a period from the steam engine to the smartphone. Uh, and I, I saw this incredible line that 85% of people in Britain were born after, after she ascended the throne. And it's one thing to remain above the fray, but to be that beloved is quite remarkable. Your thoughts just on the passing of Queen Elizabeth? Well, you know, ultimately, as an American watching, um, watching from afar, um, you know, she, she certainly didn't have as big of an impact on our daily lives. But, um, you know, she is the embodiment of the U.K., and kind of we viewed her and, and have seen her for so long. So you know, certainly our condolences go out to, um, to, all the, uh, to all the British as well as the, the family as they, you know, deal with uh, what's going to be a big loss for the world. Marvin, one thing that the Queen did live through was several crises of the pound, and certainly sterling's in the crosshairs now, and it's all down to the dollar fundamentally and uh, dollar strength. And, uh, you know, without sounding trite, it, it, what is the past of least resistance to the dollar apart from it? I mean, it, it can only seemingly go higher. Yeah, I still think, um, and, and we've, we've, been in, uh, we've been of the thought that a stronger dollar is just something that, um, you can't fight for the moment, and, and you really can't fight until you get a much better idea of what this global inflation um, uh, environment that we're all dealing with uh, in terms of how it evolves and, and, you know, when we get a sense that the central banks are, gonna, are, are going to be able to at least slow um, their hiking process down. So, you know, dollar strength and, um, and, and you know, really the, the challenges that are, that are emerging from Europe because of the war – um, makes both sterling and, and the euro, um, you know, prime candidates to go uh, lower relative to that dollar. You get a feeling with the action in U.S. equities in the past couple of days that investors, uh, even though they're hearing only hawkish commentary from the Fed, that they're starting to think about positioning for once uh, real rates move lower. And so the thing is that if you have inflation turning down, it could turn down quicker then the Fed is raising interest rates as a result of it getting almost close now to the neutral zone. So you're in a period where the market may not care what the Fed says if they see inflation and thus real rates actually coming down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we kind of, to a certain degree, went through this over the summer when we started really thinking about um, the Fed being able to slow down because we were getting signs that inflation was at least starting to stabilize. Um, you know, we got a message out of the ECB today where, where they thought inflation was going to remain elevated really well into 2023. Um, so that inflation uncertainty is still there. Um, you know, uh, energy coming off uh, will probably kind of help um, the discussion, but really um, the jobs market and how inflation potentially can be spreading 
into um, into wider parts of the core reading, if you will, is going to be key to whether or not um, the market is premature in its in its thinking that the um, that the inflation f- uh, fight is is closer to the end um, than kind of the the sixth or seventh inning that the central banks seem to be saying. Uh, but there are many indicators out there, not least uh, the ones that we saw new prices paid in the latest ISM surveys, but others which are really seeing, I suppose, uh, well, a, a fall off in inflation. Uh, a, do you buy the data? And, uh, and B, is this, uh, heaven forfend, the totally wrong time for Jay Powell be, to be turning Volcker? You know what? Um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think so. Um, I, they, um, the, the Fed was certainly concerned with financial conditions loosening again um, the way they did over the summer. Um, and, and that ultimately w- works against what they're trying to do on the inflation side of things. Um, I, I do think that they need to continue this very um, strict rhetoric around uh, remaining hawkish and doing what it needs so that the financial conditions you know, can, can ultimately continue to tighten so that um, inflation not only starts to get in, under control, but keeps a downward path that, you know, uh, markets are really hoping for and to a certain degree pricing at this point. Do, do you feel that the Fed is, is targeting the stock market to a certain degree? Uh, and so will we be looking for comments from them uh, at, to try to keep the market from running up if indeed that's what it wants to do? Yeah, you know what? I think wealth overall in the U.S. is something that's supporting um, kind of this higher inflation environment that we have, whether it's just the equity markets and or the housing markets, uh, which certainly have created a lot of wealth over the last several years. Um, all of all of that needs to ultimately come into the calculus in terms of how they um, approach um, an environment where spending isn't as robust as, as we've really seen for the last six to nine months. Uh, Marvin, is there anything do you think that uh, market participants are at the moment missing or perhaps uh, foolishly discounting? You know, we, we, we certainly have seen a bit of adjustment um, uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, you know, the, the, the hawkish message making its way into, into risk assets. Um, I think, however, there still are um, asset classes that are not really discounting the potential um, that, the, that, that a recession um, is not only on its way and, and likely something that the Fed is, to a certain degree, hoping to manufacture in terms of slowing growth, um, but that the risk is uh, certainly that they over-tighten, um, in particular, um, you know, credit and, and high-yield uh, to me, stands out in um, just really where overall levels are compared to how those asset classes typically trade um, going into a recession. As we come up to the CPI report uh, next week, um, what happens if we get a little bit of a surprise to the downside? Um, you know what? So from a headline perspective, it's certainly, um, it, you know, there's certainly a chance that we might get a downside uh, surprise, particularly given what energy has been doing. Um, I think that we, I think that we have to be somewhat broad in, in terms of how we look at it. Make sure that kind of the the services component, the core aspect of CPI, um, is doing what we would expect uh, to occur. I find it difficult given the housing component within uh, CPI as well as what food is doing to really take a lot of solace um, in a print that that might be a little bit better than what people expect. Um, The market, you know, certainly uh, might grab hold of it, but, you know, really keep that in perspective in terms of how much further it needs to get before we we can even think about a 2% kind of CPI number. And 
Are we seeing signs yet, Marvin, of this filtering into the demand side of the equation, i.e. in wages, which would then create perhaps that circle which does create inflation? Um, you know, you know, certainly, certainly, we're seeing um, demand destruction um, on the on the um, on the uh, good side of things. Uh, most certainly, it is, it is driven by different income strata. So, so, so you do have kind of the wealth that um, remains at maybe the the middle to higher income, um, not having as big of an effect. Um, in terms of wage gains, however, um, I still think that that is a risk. Uh, we didn't see a lot of wage gains in the last employment report as more people kind of came back into the workforce, so that was encouraging. Um, but we, we need to see much more of that type of, um, that type of an environment where um, you know, a few hundred thousand people come into the workforce while demand for those jobs starts to slow to, to really – um, get a sense that kind of this wage concern that the Fed has um, uh, in terms of, you know, really ingraining itself into the process um, can be can be looked uh, a little bit more favorably. I think of you as a bond guy, Marvin, uh, going back a ways. Uh, Scott Miner, another guy um, who really looks at the bond market, he had a tweet earlier this morning which was pretty scary in the sense, uh, talking about a 20% sell-off in stocks and basically just kind of building on this rule of 20 idea that when you have PEs plus core inflation over 20, you're in the danger zone. And that's why he's looking for a big drop-off. You've got the PE on the S&P about 19 and change. And of course, uh, core inflation's almost 5%. Uh, is that something that you find some resonance with that kind of thinking? You know what? I, I think that to me that number feels fairly large. Um, I, I do think that at this point the bond market is trading within ranges um, until unless we get a significant change in kind of that inflation discussion um, going into you know let's say late fall where it doesn't look like it's moving in the right direction. I think that we can hold the levels that we saw earlier this year. So um, you know certainly a ten year that had uh, approached three and a half percent. Um, we, we we probably will be in an environment where we where we have a steeper um, have a flatter and, and more inverted curve, but that might be enough to keep stocks um, ultimately from going much lower than what we saw earlier this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we if, if we retested, but I do think that um, there are dynamics out there that will keep us um, with with the lows already having occurred. Marvin. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Marvin Lowe there, senior global macro strategist at State Street, getting uh, the latest and his take on the market. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com.